Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is Beginner Tip 28, where we will discuss hydration fundamentals for triathletes and endurance athletes. But first, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration. For this particular episode, of course, I've used a lot of Precision Hydration articles as my source material in my research, so definitely check those out. I've linked to all of them in the episode description. Also, listen to my interview with Andy Blow in episode 49 of the podcast, which is called Hydration, Sodium and Cramping with Andy Blow. And you can find that on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash TTS49. Use the discount code that triathlon show, which will give you your first box of electrolyte products for free if you decide to try any of the precision hydration electrolytes. And as you will hear today, electrolytes are a big part of hydration. Fluid and water is only one part of the equation. Also, big thanks to Roka that make the highest quality triathlon wetsuits, apparel, equipment and eyewear that uh, you can ever imagine. You can find Roka on roka.com, that's R-O-K-A dot com. And they have all sorts of products that are very, very suitable for beginners from their wetsuits that I've talked about with uh, the flexibility that is unmatched due to arms up construction. They have buoyancy shorts that can help you work on your stroke without having to worry about sinking legs. Tri suits that have modified arms up technology so that your tri suit doesn't prevent you from having the flexibility you want in your open water swim and so on and so forth. If you buy anything on roca.com, use the promo code that triathlon show, all one word, all caps, to get 20% off your entire order. All right, so hydration. Let's start by talking about daily hydration. How should you hydrate in your day to day? In general, just listen to your body and drink largely to first. That's uh, a very good strategy. This means uh, you shouldn't allow yourself to become really thirsty before you drink. But it also means that you, should, you shouldn't just be gulping down water for the sake of it. And uh, it can be tempting to dramatically ramp up fluid consumption after hearing an episode like this, especially if you have a race coming up. But uh, that's not really helpful because you'll just get rid of the excess in other ways and it won't really hydrate you however much you drink. Monitoring your hydration status is important to make sure that uh, you're getting enough, but not too much. So uh, there are a few ways that you can do this. First, keep an eye on the color of your urine and how often you're peeing. And uh, if you're going infrequently, like two to three times per day, and your pee is quite dark, then that's uh, an indication that you might be dehydrated and should increase the amount that you're drinking. If, on the other hand, you're going to the bathroom more than eight times per day and uh, your pee is very clear, then you could actually be overdoing it and might benefit from dialing back your fluid consumption a bit. So going to to the bathroom five to seven times per day with uh, with a pale yellowish urine color is uh, what is considered quite normal and what most people should be shooting for although everybody is uh, a bit different of course 
And one more thing that you can do, especially if you do it first thing in the morning, or I I should say you should only be doing this first thing in the morning because otherwise it won't be helpful. But if you uh, monitor your weight, then weight fluctuations that are larger than 2% may be an indication of uh, dehydration because there's no way that you're going to lose 2% of your weight in body fat overnight. So if you see that sort of a fluctuation, then it's uh, definitely going to be mostly due to uh, hydration fluctuations. So, so that's a third thing that you can look at, weight fluctuation. And uh, to give you some interesting stats and context, you can, if you don't exercise and you're in a temperate climate, then the amount of water that you would lose through just breathing, uh, peeing, etc., it could be as low as about 1.6 liters or 56 ounces per day. That's like at the very, very low end, but that's a possibility. Whereas uh, one study that looked at how much American football players needed to hydrate to stay hydrated during preseason training found that uh, their fluid requirements was on average 12.2 liters per day. That's 2.7 gallons. And uh, the one athlete that needed the most needed actually to consume 19 liters of fluid. That's 4.1 gallons a day just to stay hydrated. So that gives you some uh, some context, I guess, and some interesting stats at the very least. So let's talk about hydrating for your races and uh, and workouts. First, if you talk about just fluid, for short races or workouts up to about 90 minutes, you don't really need to be drinking to to stay as hydrated as need be to perform. So basically, just drink to first and to stop your mouth from drying out is enough. During events that are 90 minutes or longer, then the needs for fluid become more uh, evident and uh, most people will need to, to hydrate and that's largely driven by your sweat rate, which is very individual. So, for example, the average adult sweat rate is around 1.2 liters per hour. That's 40 ounces per hour. But for some athletes, this can uh, climb as high as 3.5 liters or 120 ounces per hour. Usually those are very fit athletes working hard in hot climates, but uh, this gives you an idea of the range of different sweat rates that exist. So to give you some ballpark numbers, in cool conditions or when you'll, you know that you'll only be sweating quite lightly, up to 500 milliliters or 16 ounces of fluid should be sufficient for most people unless you're a very heavy sweater. In warmer conditions, or when you'll be working harder, sweating more heavily, up to 750 mils or 26 ounces might be needed. And in very hot or humid conditions, or when you know that you'll be sweating like very much, then you may need to consume as much as one liter per hour of activity. But that's uh, approaching the maximum amount of fluid that anybody can actually absorb when exercising hard. So you won't benefit from taking on any more fluid than that one liter per hour, unless previous experience tells you otherwise, of course. But for most people, that actually is the truth. That's more than one liter per hour. It's just not going to help you. But the second part of hydration, because fluid is just one thing, you can actually get dehydrated or you can get, uh, sorry, you can get hyponatremia if you, if you just consume fluid, but you're not making sure that you get electrolytes and sodium in particular. So when 
the races get long, like two hours or longer, or when the overall volume of sweat lost is uh, getting high, for example, due to heat or just working very hard, then uh, you definitely need to consider the electrolyte needs as well as the fluid needs. So this for beginners, for Olympic distance races and up, then you definitely need to think about this. Definitely when you graduate to the 70.3 or half Ironman events, then electrolytes become absolutely vital. But this is all based on your individual concentration of sodium in your sweat. So so you need to personalize it. And it's very easy. I mentioned many times the precision hydration as online sweat test that you can take to find your ballpark sodium content number and uh, sweat sodium content number, I should say. And that will help you know how much electrolytes you should take on whether you do it in the form of uh, salt tablets or electrolyte drinks or whatever it is really. But uh, when the duration gets to two hours or more, or you know that you'll be sweating a lot uh, in general, like a really hot sprint distance race that you'll do in an hour and a half, that's when you need to know, that's when you know that you need to plan your electrolyte needs as well. And uh, usually that can be something like, 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter of fluid that you consume to replace the, the the salt that you or the sodium that you lose in your sweat but again that's very individual it can be 500 it can be 2000 so so there is a variance there which is why go to precisionhydration.com and take the free online sweat test it's linked to in the episode description and that will give you a much better idea so what about hydration before going into that race your performance is going to be very much influenced by your hydration status at the start of the race. So uh, so optimizing that is uh, is really important. But note here that it's very important not to overhydrate before races. And it is actually quite common for athletes to be, before workouts, <laughs> they're mostly dehydrated before most of them. But then they drink way too much water and not enough electrolytes before most races and end up being overhydrated before them and uh, borderline hyponatremic, really. So uh, so bear that in mind and don't go to any extremes here. But uh, definitely preloading has its place. And uh, again, you need to consider the electrolytes here if you're going to do it properly and benefit from it. So the idea here is to once you begin sweating, you're never going to replace all of the fluid and all of the electrolytes that you lose. It's not possible uh, due to the absorption rate. So, so you want to be able to start at your maximum level of, uh, of hydration, your optimal level of hydration, and also sodium, uh, sodium concentration or sodium content. So a simple but effective protocol to achieve this preloading is to use an electrolyte drink with uh, science has shown that a good ballpark number for preloading is 1500 milligrams of sodium per liter of uh, water or fluid. So the evening before the event, you can drink a bottle of 500 milliliters of uh, that sort of concentrated electrolyte drink, that's 16 ounces. And the same thing about 90 minutes before you start your event on race morning, drink 500 milliliters or 16 ounces of that uh, electrolyte drink. Make sure that you finish it at least 45 minutes before you start to give your body time to fully absorb the, uh, the fluid and the electrolytes. 
And but again, I want to reiterate here that uh, it is quite a few athletes show up hyperhydrated for their races. But then again, actually, one study that I want to mention of 500, no, 400 amateur athletes showed that around 31% of them uh, were turning up to training sessions uh, dehydrated. So there's a very big discrepancy between what athletes do before training and racing. Try to make that not be you. Try to be hydrated before workouts and hydrated but not overhydrated before races. Finally, rehydrating after workouts. So when your sweat losses are relatively modest, then uh, for most standard training sessions, this is the case. You you don't and you don't need to train again or race again for a while, which for most beginners is again the case. Then simply drinking and eating normally is enough to replace all of the fluids and electrolytes that you lost in time for your next session. And again, your body does the heavy lifting for you by making you thirsty. So that causes you to drink and make sure that you get a bit of sodium from your food. But uh, that's about everything that you that you have to do really to make sure that you get your, your hydration status back to normal. When your sweat losses have been high, however, in after a hard workout or training in the heat or after a race, or when you need to really restore your fluid balance rapidly, maybe you are starting to train twice per day perhaps and you had a hard session in the morning and you need to make sure that you're hydrated again before your afternoon sessions then you may need to become more proactive to make sure that you're rehydrated and there is a pretty clear scientific consensus here uh, that uh, what you need to do in this case is to drink about 1.5 times more fluid than you have lost and you also need to make sure that there's plenty of sodium either in the fluid if it's an electrolyte drink perhaps or that you consume that with the fluid so if you eat and uh, have fairly liberally salted food uh, then that's also going to be uh, another way to to make sure that you get that sodium but 1.5 times the amount of fluid lost so if you lose let's say uh, two liters of uh, of sweat then you need to actually consume uh, three liters of fluid and you can do that over the course of of a few hours but uh, make sure that you do that so that's about it. Hope that you enjoyed this hydration fundamentals episode and found it useful. I'll link to the related episode my interview with uh, Precision Hydration founder Andy Blow called Hydration, Sodium and Cramping episode 49. It's linked to in the episode description and I'll also link to all the articles I used as sources for this episode on the Precision Hydration website. They are all in the episode description. Thank you to one of our latest reviewers, which is uh, You Got To Be Kidding from the United States. He rates, uh, he writes, that's triathlon show, five stars, and writes, thanks for the podcast. I'm learning a lot being new to triathlon. I'm just into sprint distance, but your show helps me out. Thank you again for the time you take to put these podcasts out to us. Thank you so much, You Got To Be Kidding. Uh, this uh, takes the podcast to 80 five-star ratings in the US iTunes and that's only the US so globally we have well over 100 but I wonder if in the US we can make it to 100 by the end of July if you you and you US listeners that haven't yet left a rating could do so right away it will only take you a minute or so to do that and of course, another way to help me with the show is to spread the word about it to your triathlon and endurance sports friends. 
any help with spreading the word is of course massively appreciated. In the next beginner tip, I'll talk about metrics that you should be tracking. And uh, also, if you're new to the show, of course, go back and listen to the previous 27 beginner tips and uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast to get all the future ones. Thank you so much to Roka for sponsoring this episode. You can find them on roka.com. That's where you can shop for wetsuits, trisuits, apparel, uh, swim gear, uh, alleywear, sunglasses. And my friends at Roka have uh, given a great discount code to all Death Triathlon Show listeners. 20% off your entire order using the discount code Death Triathlon Show, all one word, all caps, on roka.com. And big thank you to Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Take their free online sweat test. It's linked to directly in the episode description to find out how strong electrolytes you need to consume in your training and racing to meet your electrolyte needs. And use the promo code DEATHTRAFFLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, to get your first box for free. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.